What is greatness? Greatness is a state of being, of ever flowing. Stay tuned for our part two of the best of the best of 2015. Welcome to Your Life Now radio show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now radio show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friends, and welcome. You are listening to Your Life Now radio show, where your life and your business matter. Thank you so much for being here. I am your host and executive producer, Coach Rhea. Thank you again for being here. Just a quick intro, I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional coaching, training, and production company. On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to our personal as well as professional life. On this show, we have experts that come in and share some helpful tips and suggestions with you. And you are welcome to contact them directly from the information we provide on the show page, or you can contact us at www.yourlifenow.info. Again, that's yourlifenow.info. But before we start the show, I like to set my intention, as always. My intention of hosting and continue to do this show is to inspire change and transformation. I'd like to inspire you to make some positive changes in your life and in your business so you can have the life that you desire and the successful business that you desire. So all I ask of you is to have an open mind and an open heart. Take what is useful for you and question everything. It's your life, so why don't you live it your way? We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we will get right into our amazing show for you guys. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to Your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thanks so much for being here again, guys. I really do appreciate your support, listening to the show. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. So today we are celebrating, again, the best of the best guests that we had on the show in 2015. And i like to mention again, every guest that we had on the show were absolutely amazing. And I am forever grateful for you guys for coming on the show, sharing some great, helpful tips and information. You are amazing. We do appreciate you. Today, I'd like to highlight another amazing human being. And we were talking about greatness and what is greatness. And this lady, her name is Polly Higgins. She is a lawyer who represents our planet Earth. 
She is internationally well known for her humanitarian work. She is one who chose to live her life for the higher good of all. I love her. We had a great fun on the show. And I, um, she really stood out with her work and how is she making the difference in the world, even in our personal life. She said, we must protect earth to save ourselves and to ensure a better future. She encourages us to reflect on our sense of self in relation to the universe and to create our own personal vision of greatness. I invite you to enjoy the show, and I'll be back with you guys later. And uh, so enjoy the show. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to Your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Rhea. Thanks again for being here. Our guest today, Polly Higgins. She's an internationally acclaimed earth lawyer. She is journeying into greatness and inviting every one of us to join her in collective positive action to save ourselves and the environment. She said, I quote, We get to determine what the future is. Let's engage in the big questions of our time, not the ones we already know the answer to. Polly has realized that the great change and thereby greatness begins with the individual self and that before we can break the cycles of environmental harm playing out across the world. Each one of us must break our own personal ecocides. In her new book, I Dare You to Be Great, she signals rousing call to arms for all of mankind to join her in one giant leap toward greatness. Please help me welcome our wonderful guest, Polly Higgins. Thank you so much for being here, Polly. Welcome, my Hi, friend. Hi, Rhea. An absolute delight. Thank you for asking me. Oh, I am so delighted to have you, and I am so glad we managed our technical difficulty with Skype. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, you know, in the beginning, I know we had a little glitch, but you are here, and I am glad to start the show right on time. So welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> my friend, my friend, how do we be like, you know, the the word greatness is such a big, huge word. And, and uh, um, you know, I have to rewind here a little bit and, and get back in my state of mind because I was trying to work out the technical things and now I'm back here <laughs> in my normal state of mind. So according to you, uh, greatness is the willingness to give of the self in service to something greater than all of life itself. I read yeah. your book. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I'm. you know, it, it, it's one of these things. What does greatness mean? And, it, of course, it means a different thing for everybody in different ways. Uh, for me, that's what it means to be in service to something greater than the self. And, you know, I'm I'm not religious. I, but I am spiritual, and mm-hmm. I, I don't quite know how to identify what it is that's greater than the self. But I, I, I am firmly of the belief that there is something greater at play here, and that we have a purpose for being here in this lifetime at this time. 
and that I choose consciously to to give it my best shot, if you like. <laughs> I, and if there is something greater out there, then if I am to meet it, then it's about calling that greatness into my life as well, which in a way is about how I choose to consciously transform my life and face, you know, the, what I call the shadow self, the the inner ecocides, those patterns of harm that are holding me back from stepping into that greatness. And what I discovered was that, you know, it's not something that means that by next Thursday you're going to be great. It's a kind of, it's a state of being that we kind of ebb and flow in and out of. (laughs) What I'm doing is I'm consciously uh, intending to to flow more into it rather than ebb out of it, if you will. (laughs) That is so true. You know, it's the interesting part here about, you know, uh, you said something to the fact in your book, you know, greatness is not something that you buy. Um, It came to my mind when I was reading that because, um, you know, like sometimes we, you know, I observe people and I'm really into kind of like, you know, thinking about like how we think and what we do certain things and what makes us like tick, if you want to say, like what makes us make tick action. And, you know, sometimes, like, I see people doing things, and I know they're not doing it consciously. And I, to the fact that one time I was thinking, I said, if um, common sense goes on sale, do you think would people will buy it? <laughs> and, <it's> like, <laughs> and I'm like, so when I was reading your book, and, and you said that same, you know, it's like, greatness is not something that you buy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so I, I, I mean, it's really interesting. But what's really interesting about you, and and I have to say, your book is very soulful. I really felt like when I was reading your book, and I did mention that to you before um, off the air. You know, when I was reading your book, I felt like you were talking to my soul. You were talking to 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 someone to something inside of me, not you know. Uh, something that is outside of me. It's like, you know, a lot of these things are common sense, like the things that you talked about in the book, but we really don't think about it. And, and and I feel like the reason we don't think about it because we don't have that, you know, kind of the awareness or the, the self, you know, uh, you know what I mean, like to really think about what really matters for us and what we really should be concerned about, you know, versus the things that really don't you know, we can do without if we if we say, but we still focus on it versus the things that really do matter, like Earth. You know, I mentioned to the fact is like, you know, Earth is the only place we have to live right now, so why wouldn't we take care of it? Mm. That would be common sense, right? Mm. But we don't yeah. think about it. No, no. I And I, I think this is it. It's not rocket science, is it, at the end of the day? You know, what we do to the Earth... If it's going to cause harm, can can only be a rather ridiculous premise in which to live our lives. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to go ahead and keep on destroying the earth. <laughs> but I, I think I think in a way, you know, universal wisdom is just common sense. I, you know, if we sit down and take time to think about something. I, you know, it doesn't have to be terribly complicated. And recognizing that, you know, if we started from a principle of first do no harm and applied it to our lives and the lives of others and to our earth could only be a great thing because actually all that emanates from it will be, you know, harmony rather than harm. Mm -hmm. It's it's, Mm -hmm. it's a fundamental shift from 
you know, one one extreme of this to the other, from away from harm towards harmony. So, it, it, but then again, it is a choice. This is it. We we have the ability to make this choice in our lives. And at the moment, the world seems so set on a trajectory of causing significant harm. But I'm very conscious that, you know, we can flip that and we can flip it very fast. And indeed, when change comes, it it does tend to come very fast. You know, it may be quite a long time in coming and you get to a certain tipping point. But when it does kind of manifest itself, you know, we see things happening at an incredible rate. It it makes me think of, I, I lived in Vienna when I was 21 and at the time, there was an awful lot on the news about the Berlin Wall mm-hmm. and the big question was whether or not it would ever come down. I remember asking my friend's father, do you really think the Berlin Wall will come down? And he said, you know, it will never happen in our lifetime. Well, it did. It happened three weeks later. And and I remember sitting at dinner just three nights later and he said, well, yes, of course, we always knew the Berlin Wall was going to come down. <laughs> and what happened there was that he'd, he'd shifted his normative of what was possible. Uh, admittedly, he shifted it after the event. But the actual event itself, you know, the falling of the Berlin Wall, it happened very, very fast. And, you know, he wasn't the only one that didn't see that coming. But there would have been some that did. You know, there would have been those those people out in the wall who were really fighting for it to come down. Um, and, you know, there were others involved as well, I now know, behind the scenes. And that the, the real tipping point wasn't when the Berlin Wall came down. That was just kind of the physical manifestation of it. But it happened some point earlier where there was, you know, really kind of a conscious intent and decision to to bring that to an end, actually. And the tipping of the wall was just the final manifestation of that decision and that intent. At that being time. Made. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, you know, for for people, I mean, of course, if all they have to do is just Google your name and they see all the amazing work and all the stuff that you have done, um, you know, across the world internationally. But let's let's rewind a little bit and tell uh, to tell our listeners a little bit more about Polly and who she is. And your story is kind of really very sweet. You know, we all have a sweet story growing up. But can you tell us a little bit? You know, not to be taking the whole show, but just a little bit about sure. yourself. Sure. Well, I I grew up in the west coast of Scotland, and um, I I was very engaged in um, actually. Caring for nature, I think, was intrinsic there. Growing up in a beautiful area of Scotland, um, I tapped in very early into nature. But you know, to cut a long story short, I, I decided to go off and become a lawyer instead. <laughs> okay. I, in fact, my area was corporate law, but I, I actually got to a point where I, I was asking myself, how is it that people I get on with very well. I seem to think it's perfectly normal to make lots of money out of industrial activity that is causing significant harm. And I found myself one day in court looking out of the window and thinking to myself, um, 
it's not just my client that's been badly injured and harmed here. I'd, I'd been representing a man who who had, had suffered serious injury in the workplace. And I find myself looking out of that window and thinking, so has the earth. Something needs to be done about that. And, and the next thought really did change my life. Uh, I, I find myself thinking, the earth is in need of a good lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> So here's the joke. You know, we have fun on the show here. So did you get a good retainer from Earth? No. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a good question. (laughs) You know, we we try to have fun here. You know, with a great message, hopefully, you know, people to take action to make some difference. But, uh, you know, I thought you have it. So did you get a good retainer? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, um, it's not just a good retainer. It's a great one. Uh, and it comes in so many different ways. Um, I, this is also about the gift economy, actually, and how you know I choose to gift my skills as a lawyer and put them to the best possible use I can, and that's creating laws to help um, prevent the mass damage and destruction to the earth and, and to give governance to the whole of the earth community recognizing the earth's right to life if you like and not just the here and now but also for future generations but um the retainer comes in de- very different ways and I, I, i'm deeply nourished in in ways that kind of transcend just a monetary transaction and you know people gifting their times and energy to 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 help move this forward um, people funding me from a place of what I call heart-to-heart front funding. Those who, who, whose hearts resonate with what I have to say, I sometimes come forward and and gift me, you know, sums of money on the basis of deep trust and care and belief that someone like me should mm-hmm. be out there, I calling for new laws to bring to an end the mass damage and destruction to the earth. Like we say, um, you say tomato, I say tomato. No, you say, I say tomato, you say tomato. I say you say ecocide, I say ecocide. <laughs> so it's all the same. Right, right. We're saying the same thing. But what yeah. I wanted to say about you know, like, so your interest in 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 uh, to see all. I mean, because look, face it. If you think about what echo or eco side means, side like you know, you know what it is. It's like a destruction, and then the eco is the ecosystem. So the combination, you know, this has been going on for years, right? So it's been going on for a long, long, long time. And I yeah. think now you'll see a little bit more awareness about it, like people talking about it. And I think you know, whether it's a global warming or whatever, but it's yeah. it's surfacing. It's coming out to the surface, and I think yeah. it's about time that people really know that, hey, listen, you know, if we don't do something, we might not have, you know, whatever it is time that we need to, you know, to, to fix things up or whatever. Yeah. I mean, like taking an example here locally in the United States, like California, they are on a one-year water reserve. One year. Wow. That is nothing, Right. But, yeah, you know, they are getting better. But then I look at some of the things. I was just there recently in Palm Springs where the desert, right? It's a desert. And yeah. you see, like, you know, uh, um, uh, lands, a field of, of grass, green, everything. That is not natural. So you know what that happened? It caused a lot of what do they call them, sinkholes. 
Because now you're building and you're creating, you change in the ecosystem and you're making something that is not natural to that habitat. And therefore, things are, you know, doing things. And, and, you know, like, of course, I'm not a biologist and I am not a, you know, uh, I don't have that kind of expertise to, to talk about this. But I know the basic, like as any average person should know and should know why they should be, you know, conscious of these things. So like this stuff that is not normal. That is absolutely not normal, you know, to 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 change the environment and then to make it like, you know, because it looks better and somebody wants to have these resorts that is just like, you know, millions of dollars spent on it to create it, yet they don't know the extent of their work that they've done, the destruction that they've done mm-hmm. to create that resort. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's very upsetting. Yes. Um but you know, I mean, I'm glad to, you know, that is actually a lawyer that kind of, you know, tried to go after after some of these things, but I mean, I'm I'm sure you you are faced with a lot of issues, right? Well, it's kind of interesting. I it's now 5 years on since I proposed into the United Nations that ecocide be made an international crime to criminalize the mass damage and destruction, but also to create a legal duty of care to prevent and and preempt any further destruction. And I think this sometimes happens when an idea has its time. I it, it resonates I, with so many people right across the world so fast and the kind of the uptake on this as a proposal is is enormous and it demonstrates that there is a, a willingness and an appetite to see something put in place that will bring to an end once and for all you know mass damage and destruction and this is largely corporate ecocide human-caused ecocide, not entirely, but largely, so that we actually draw a line in the sand and say, enough, no more. We can't go there because the long-term consequences are so significant, so adverse, and the cumulative impact that we're, we're you know, the legacy we leave if we continue with this is, is a legacy that, that can actually unravel untold further destruction further down the line. Uh, so it, it, it's it's very interesting for me because I think if anything it, it's not so much about resistance that I'm meeting. Mm-hmm, if anything, mm-hmm. I'm I'm meeting um, assistance, <laughs> and a lot of I feel very supported in this journey as I move forward with it. I that so many people are wishing to engage with this at all levels, you know, political, mm-hmm, legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, spiritual, I uh, and uh, it, it, grassroots activists, single moms with kids, you know, um, retired ambassadors, future heads of state, you know, all of this. Those the common denominator here, like a golden thread, is the capacity to care. Those who really do care deeply about the state of the world today, if you like, um, and how how we're causing significant harm to the, to the earth, uh, that seems to be the common denominator uh, across all all levels of society and status and what have you. If you really care about these issues, then it, it's common sense law in truth. 
Well, you know what you what you were really referring to as well. I mean, you know, I I think a lot of people do care. You know, if we talk about the you know the average person, they do care. But yeah. most people say, "What can I do?" You know, taking action is something that people they feel like you know um, stuck. Like, oh, I, there's nothing I can do. I'm like one person. And you have to you say something different to that. What would you say to that? Yeah, well, so am I. <laughs> I'm just one mm-hmm. person, and and I'm getting out there and, you know, standing up and speaking as a voice for the earth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. really, in a way, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm actually inviting others to do the same. I, you know, because I can't create the miracles here. This is about actually... I, the public giving a mandate as well, saying, yeah, you know, we call for this also. And I'm a great believer in how we can all be bridges in this. We all have our extended networks. You know, we can all take this one idea forward in whatever capacity that is. And, you know, this this is also about, you know, how each and every one of us can decide that we wish to engage in something positively that can actually bring to an end, uh, you know, mass damage and destruction, the ecocide. It's, it's, it's there. All I'm doing is providing the legal pathway. And really, it, 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 it means that many others have to come on board to help make this happen. You know, you, in your book, you say, um, "I dare to be, I dare you to be great." Um, you yeah. say, "From self care to earth care." Mm. So, you know, I mean, I know you are representing Earth. You know, you're speaking for Earth, and uh, um, your voice is, you know, is what you're contributing and trying to, you know, spread the message and the awareness and everything. Um, and you have the law on your side for that purpose. But, you know, the average person, when they say, you know, okay, well, so how how taking care of myself is going to help me take care of Earth? Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. This is also about our own inner ecocides, what I call inner ecocides. Mm-hmm. These patterns of harm that play out in in ourselves. What 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 do we do to self sabotage? What do we do that causes harm in our lives? And you know, we all have patterns of harm playing out. I and you know, in a way calling in the intent to dare to be great is also daring ourselves to face these challenges, these very personal issues that, you know, we have playing out in our lives. And, you know, whether or not we've we've learned them from our parents, we've learned them from their parents and so on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and you know those moments when we react badly to something, you know, someone pushes a button on you. Um, and those are the moments where, for one reason or another, there's a pattern of harm playing out. So it can be the self-sabotage. It can be the, the stories that we tell ourselves about how I'm not good enough, how, you know, uh, because I'm a woman, I'm 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 not being heard, or I, you know, whatever it is that we ch- we, we end up reacting against rather than responding to from, from a place of greatness. And I, it, I'm a great believer in, you know, how the, 
the micro it mirrors the macro. And of course, if that really is the case, then how we attend to the patterns of harm within ourselves and start addressing those can only help and assist as we move forward in our own life journeys and thereby with our communities around us and human communities and then by extension of that the wider earth community so i think part of being in service to something greater than self is is actually that you know learning how to listen more deeply to ourselves and see what those patterns are and how they play out and 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 actually calling upon ourselves to break those patterns you know literally disrupt them just as you know, on on a global level, ecocide law is a major disruptor. It, it breaks a cycle of harm that's playing out. That is our normative in this world. It is no, our normative for big companies to, in the pursuit of profit, to to then also cause significant harm to cause ecocide. So it, this is really about how our self care has a direct correlation with our earth care. You know, who are we to call on leaders or heads of state to, for them to dare to be great and stand up and, and call for ecocide law when we haven't even attended to our own inner ecocides and, and called in the greatness into ourselves? So it, it's a, in that way, it's a spiritual journey as well as a, a legal journey, if you like, for each and every one of us. It is so true. And, you know, when I think about it, I'm always thinking, and, you know, this show, again, I just wanted to put that disclaimer out again. The show is really intended to be thought-provoking and for information purpose. You know, of course, you're welcome to contact Polly directly or myself for any further information. But, you know, my thinking here is, like, when we, you know, we heard the say, you are what you eat, and you are not yeah. only what you eat, you are what what you eat, eat. So all of this stuff comes back to earth, right? So a lot of yeah. the stuff that we put in our body, you know, comes somehow in collation with earth itself. So if I care, and I know I do, and you probably, I'm sure you do, like I care about like what I feed my family. I care about where the food coming from. I care about, you know, non-GMO food versus GMO food. I care about like freshness, organic versus conven- conventional. In most cases, I try to when, you know, I can't. You know, we all trying, right? But at what cost, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if the bottom line is what you're saying, it's the same thing. It goes back again. The earth gives, and we need to give back to earth so earth keep giving. Mm, absolutely. And this brings to mind, a, a kind of, it's actually a banking analogy. I, but if we look at the earth uh, as as a capital asset, in, instead of asset stripping, um, we harvest the, the the profits that come from it. So this is really about how, you know, we we harvest from the sun, from the water, but we don't strip it of its assets. We don't we don't actually pull it apart. And in a way, it's rather like you know the planet being like a pot of gold. You know, instead of actually literally emptying it of all its gold and end up fighting over the last few little gold nuggets, we collectively ensure that we we look after, you know, that beautiful treasure that we have. 
and enjoy only that which grows from it and keep putting back in so that we, we set up a kind of a reciprocal relationship, a pattern of harmony rather than harm, if you will. You know, it's really interesting because your book is also very spiritual in a sense, like I mentioned in the beginning, it's very soulful. It really talks to the soul. You know, you, your experience, you share a lot of your stories, your, you know, the things, how you, you, you look at, at, at certain things. And, and I, you know, I mean, I, I really was enjoying reading your book, I Dare You to Be Great. Um, but, you know, some of the things that I, come to my mind, and I'm taking notes as you're talking, too, you know, the, it's really important for us to go on a spiritual journey to ourselves, to go dick deep inside, because I know, like, years ago for me, to give you an example, you know, like, when I started getting, like, I call myself on my awake, like, waking up, like, I feel like I'm consciously awake, I'm, like, really present, I'm more aware. I mean, it's the reason why I do what I do now. It's like the journey that I started myself too years ago. And and but when I start shifting in my mind and start going in versus out, you know, taking it from the out in, like going in out. I felt like I start noticing things differently. I start paying attention to things that I never used to pay attention to. Like, you know, the simple things like, you know, when, I, when I'm when i walking, right, I walk my dog and I notice like, you know, how beautiful people think it's like I take pictures like they are, I'm a magnet to stuff, right? I'm not a photographer, but I enjoy beauty, especially like nature. So to me, nature mm-hmm. is like a such a, as I call it the God is showing up, like he's showing his masterpiece, right? So like when I take pictures, I see detail in like in whatever it is, like whether it's the sunset or the, the tree, you know, the flowers or whatever. And this just sounds like a little, you know, I don't know. People are like, oh, I don't know, you're saying all this thing. But it's so, it's a totally different picture than a, someone who is just like living life as you know like a, we, I call it robotic or hypnotic you know state where you're mm-hmm. constantly doing things but you're not thinking about it and you're mm-hmm. not thinking about consequences of actions you're not thinking about what you're doing and what you're contributing how are you living your life because I really mm-hmm. truly believe even my son said to me the other day mom about bugs he doesn't like bugs and I said, honey, everything, I have a hard time killing anything, like even a bug that it doesn't belong in my home. I try to find a way that I can take it out on a piece of paper and throw it outside. It sounds a little extreme, but I can't kill it because I say everything has its purpose. And until, yeah. until we get to that point when we understand that we all have a purpose and our purpose is to live harmoniously with everything, including our own self. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the biggest challenge of all, I, I really think. And by the way, I'm completely there with you on the bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I Oh, my God, the other day I saw a bug. I had no idea what it was. And I was terrified because, first of all, I am kind of grossed out. I, I like, I'm very, like, a neat, picky, clean person, too. But in the same time, I can't kill it. I just couldn't kill it. And I was like, okay. Let me find out, like, a way that I can do this without, like, you know, getting, like, all crazy about it. So I went and got a cup, like a paper cup, like coffee-to-go cup yep. kind of thing. And I yep. put it over, and I, I slid another paper underneath it, and I carried it all the way to the front door, and I threw it out, and it was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> I, I felt like I accomplished something, but it was, like, crazy. I'm sure if anybody was watching, he's like, what is wrong with this lady? <laughs> 
that's know, exactly it takes sort of that thing one I... conscious awareness. I think it's like I, I think the difference between all of us is like that one degree different. It really is that one degree different of consciousness. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in a way this is also about understanding why it is um that you know some people don't seem to care. And I think there's a kind of numbing out process that can happen that is in part as a result of especially our westernized culture i and also information overload we're oh. so bombarded by so much every day and often mainstream media as well can leave us uh, you know feeling very disjointed at the enormity of negative storytelling I, that can leave us very disempowered. One of one of the best things I think I ever did was deciding about seven eight years ago that I was no longer going to watch news or television. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, I don't even listen to radio or buy newspapers now. And what I've discovered is that I, I'm definitely far happier. <laughs> uh, sure. But also, a lot of it is pretty irrelevant. And if there is something really important, somehow it, it reaches me anyway. I, you know, my husband at first said to me, you know, you've you got to listen to the news. You've got to know what's going on. Uh, and so I, I said to him, all right, I tell you what, you tell me what good news there is today. And he said, well, there is none. And I said, okay, fine. Well, you know, tell me, tell me, you know, yeah. Tomorrow then, no, but there is none. <laughs> so, well, you know, what am I missing then? A constant diet of negative stories. And what I discovered was that it was leaving me in a rather kind of befuddled, confused, and distressed being, yeah. which my only way of coping with it was to numb out. And so, my capacity to deal with violence and trauma and disaster had been kind of numbed out and so my ability to care was being numbed out as well in fact what I discovered was when I turned off the television was that my ability to care increased once I started disconnecting unhooking myself from Mm -hmm. the constant diet of negativity it wasn't that I felt better but I got better at feeling and I think that's what's the crucial here actually is you know what, what it is, you know, because these are all subliminal messages. And I think, like, you know, I agree with you because I did the same thing. I shut off, like, all these negative stories and TV watching and news and all that crap that just promotes fear within. And it just makes us, like, believe that, you know, th- that we are doomed, basically, as a human being. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, like some of these, like, commercials, for instance. You know, you're talking about pharmaceutical. Oh, stay tuned so we can tell you how many different ways you can die from yeah. taking whatever, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, but we never really deal with the actual issue. How can I keep you healthy, right? Or how yeah. can we stay tuned so we can give you a few tips to help you you know, become, you know, healthier and better by doing a few, you know, whatever. No, yeah. it's always promoting that fear and that anxiety. And we also, I mean, if you think about it, like I said, they all have mineral messages. That's my studies, you know. It, like you go to a movie. Movie can make you cry. It can make you laugh. It can make you, you know what I mean? 
it promotes emotion, it provokes emotion within you. And what it does, it makes us like almost living that life, like our life becomes controlled and, and by some other external emotion that was, you know, embedded in our mind, right? Because it all starts in your mind and then you start feeling it, you know, the the, the emotion comes second, right? So, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's really, I mean, what you're saying is really, that's why I said when I was reading your book, I was so, like, into it because I felt that you were talking to my soul, and it's all really common sense, but we really don't think about it. And I really, so I encourage people to, to go and get their copy of the book. We're going to take a short break and give you a little bit of break here. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about the book and, and some more of these wonderful, thought-provoking conversations. So stay tuned. Thank Thank you. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. Thank you so much for being here. You are listening to Your Life Now radio show. And uh, we are live today with our guest, Polly Higgins, I Dare You to Be Great, a book by Polly Higgins. Signal rousing call to arms us for all mankind to join her in one giant leap toward greatness. She is an earth lawyer, and she's here to talk about her book, I dare you to be great. And before the break, we talked about a lot of thought-provoking stuff, including, you know, how to go from self-care to earth care. Welcome back. Oh, thank you, Rhea. What a delight you know, to be on your show. Oh, you, you know, you are a delight to have. Um, thank you for being here. And i um, glad, like, you know, everything went well with Scott today, too. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's always a challenge when people call from the UK. I don't know why, for whatever reason, but we managed today, so it was really good. Um, so before the break, we were talking about, you know, how to go, you know, move from self-care to earth care and how the whole thing starts from within. And uh, um, we talked a little bit about greatness. We talked about a little bit more about the spiritual journey. You know, you shared a few things with us about your up. Uh, um, rising, you know, like when you, you know when you were growing up a little bit, and in your book, you know, I, I made a lot of notes, and I can tell you, I can have like two three hours of show with you on your book because it's full of stuff that really really thought provoking, and I think it's a lot of uh, aha moments. Um, you talk about a point of clarity when yeah. you said it's more than a choice, you know, because I always say live by choice, don't live by chance. Don't let things just happen to you. Be in charge of it because you really, you know, you got to do that. But you said it's it's a lot more than that. You said it's more than a choice. Point of clarity, I quote that what you said, point of clarity where you decide to take, to take a different path. Yes. Tell us more. Well, we have these choice points in our life and it's sometimes, you know, it can be, you know, the moment when you're facing crossroads, which way do I go? Do I take the safe, well-known route or do I step off? And sometimes the clarity that comes with that when you do choose to step off 
the the well trodden path, which just creates more of what is. But actually, you're in a way you're daring yourself to be great in that moment, and there can come with that an absolute sense of clarity because actually what's happening in that moment is very energizing. It's it's a moment of conscious transformation, of mm-hmm, choosing mm-hmm. a better way, and you know I it, love that. Choosing a better way, because there is no right or wrong. It's just doing something, doing it better. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, you know, you can think that actually everything's okay and fine, but then life brings you that challenge, that choice point. And, you you know, what happens at that crossroads moment will change your life, you know, one way, or, but it will change it very dramatically if you do choose to take the path of what I call conscious trans- transformation. I, you know, the other path is a, a passive path. You allow life to kind of buffet you around, and, and and actually, it's a path of, you know, what my Buddhist friends call pain and suffering. And actually, it can be. Because you leave it to the whims of life to dictate where you're going. But actually, those moments when we stand up and say, enough, no more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I choose a better way. It's a real moment of clarity and self-empowerment. The strength and energy that comes from doing that and saying that at that moment can be absolutely life-changing. Oh, it's so true. That is so true. If I might share something from your book that I read that was really kind of um, resonate with me after your signature in the prologue uh, section of the book in the beginning, you yeah. said, P.S. Okay, <laughs> you said, I quote here, you said, um, greatness brings with it a challenge. Stay safe and play safe or be open to a very different kind of adventure. It's not about feeling better. It's about getting better at feeling what it is to be true, truly alive. I can honestly say that when you dare to be great, your life will never be dull, in quote. I love that. <laughs> I mean, that, like, see, like when, you, like, when I was reading it, I was like, that is so true. It's not just about feeling better. It's about doing things better that makes you, you know what I mean? Like, it's all really common sense, but <laughs> how do we get there? How does an average person get there? Well, how do we, yeah. This is the thing. None of this was taught to me at school. Yeah, um, so in a way, it's a kind of de-schooling, isn't it? Mind you, there may be schools out there now that are engaging far more in this kind of way and space. And and actually, I am aware that there are certain schools out there, especially Steiner Education is in that space. And I've seen that very much up in Norway and also here in the UK and other countries. But but even still, you know, in a way, it's having to kind of decouple ourselves from becoming so incredibly institutionalized and domesticated and instead get back in touch with our our, our inner wildness our you know our true freedom to choose what we decide to do in our lives you know so often we feel beleaguered by not being able to choose oh i have to do this because i have to pay for the mortgage because i have to you know cover the overheads and Think how many people are enslaved into systems, working in mm-hmm. cities, in, in in really very mundane jobs, 
as a result of this. Uh, and That's how- right. inner work is very, very important. I think inner work, the work that we need to do on, on you know, on ourselves, it's yeah. really a huge step toward ensuring a better life for ourselves and for the rest yeah. of, you know, for everybody else's you know, who we, you know, we even concerned to, to care about, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But also, you know, the beauty is, is that I, just by even tapping into this and being open to it, I, is enough to start the process happening. And mm-hmm. that's the thing, it's about being open to it which will allow the universe to bring into your sphere of consciousness opportunities to meet that. So, you know, nothing is absolute in this life. No. You know, sitting there saying, there's no way I can move out of this job, there's no other option. Well, actually, it's not until we open up the space to the realm realm of potential of possibility. So true. To then what can come, you know. That, that, and that, in a way, is saying enough. I've had enough of this. I'm now opening myself up to something better to come in instead. You know, it's consciously calling in like a magnet. Something well, better. you know, the, the thing is with most of us, you know, I mean, um, it, 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 it's really all the belief system that we have, you know, yeah. within us. Unless we free ourselves from that belief system that we were inherited, you know, God knows from where, different places, including our own parents, our family, even in the wound of your own mother, you've been fed, you know, these beliefs about how life should be, what you can, what you can't do. Unless we break that chain, I think it's going to be really hard for people to realize that they live by choice. They have a choice. I always say you always have a choice. And when you know you have a choice, I can guarantee you, you will have a solution for whatever it is that you are looking to resolve. But most people don't see it that way. And I think that's why awakening up and and realizing, you know, your greatness comes from the work that you can start doing on the inside. And that's why your book really had touched, you know, really, I mean, I really love your book. I honestly... You know, I mean, I read a lot of books, and, of course, I interview a lot of authors, and, you know, me, I always have to get the book, right, so I can talk about it. So I've read a lot of things, and, you know, but but you simplify it, and you being a lawyer, I mean, you know, sometimes it's kind of like a little bit dry, you know, stuff that you read when it comes to, you know, I mean, like I said, I work with a lawyer, I know, you know, like I work in corporate, too. So it, it it's a little dry material, but not this stuff, not your book, and not the way you lay it out. It's very simple, and I think it's really it, it's just a matter of, of, of really tap into that inner, you know, wisdom. And I have to tell you, I didn't really, when I read your book, I didn't feel like I was reading a, 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 just a book. I felt like I was reading um, a wisdom from, a, you know, from a woman who had, because this is what I was going to ask you in the beginning, and I decided not to. I was going to say, what makes you the expert on ecocide, right, or ecocide? Why would you want to be the lawyer? Like, you know, but when I read your book, and that's why I encourage people to read your book, because the experience that you had been um, experienced throughout your travel and what you have seen and working with corporates, you know, being a corporate lawyer for many years, you know, it gives you that expertise to be speaking on behalf of Earth and being that person to, to talk about that. 
But what I wanted to mention, you know, um, or ask you to kind of clarify a little bit, when people have a hard time dealing with the unknown or so-called the future, it gives us an anxiety, right? Yeah. So we're comfortable with where we are. This space that we are in right now, it feels okay. If I want to step out of my comfort zone, I'm going to get anxious. I'm going to get, like, you know, stressed out. So what do you, how do you tell people to deal with the unknown or to actually accept the unknown and and not be afraid of it? Yeah, you know, this is what I've discovered. It's when we step out of our comfort zone that the magic happens. I, If we stay in our comfort zone, you know, nothing much changes. So this is the daring aspect. You know, it's 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 like, you know, children's games. I dare you, you know, I dare you to step out mm-hmm. of your comfort zone. I dare you to be great. I, I dare you to stand up and speak out. And you know those moments where, you know, you really don't like what's going on, but it's far safer to just, you know, cover your head and stay back and just say, no, no, no it's fine, it's fine, just let it go on. Yeah, it takes you out of your comfort zone to stand up and say, actually, no, I don't agree with this. I'm not comfortable with this. Um, But what you're doing is actually you're empowering yourself because you're speaking your truth in that moment. And what seems so incredibly scary, actually, as soon as you do stand up and speak out or or write it or whatever, you message it, you're, you're, you're letting go of the fear. Yeah, you know, it's so true. And, and doing it anyway, and it, it goes. It, it's in that moment, doom, it's gone. And actually, you're so much more empowered then because you've stepped into your own power, your own truth. And your own greatness. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. You know, you provoke a lot of questions or you ask a lot of questions in your book, which I really found it to be very, you know, it's my style with myself, so I found it to be really, I think it's very effective. You know, you talk about commitment. Like, you, you, you ask the question, you said, think about this. Don't answer right now. What's your commitment? You also talk about in your book, you said, what legacy, what do you choose to leave behind as yeah. your legacy? Yeah. I mean, not many people think about it. You know, like you're a lawyer, right? So people, talk, they do uh, uh, well by, you know, by all means, you know, what they leave behind or whatever, like possessions, things. But we never leave, like, you know what I mean? Like, we never think about the spiritual part of it. Like, you know, like, what do we really want people to remember us by? Or even more than that, what do we choose while we're alive to create as the legacy yeah. rather than, you know, once they've gone? So right. this is about seeing our lives as being a legacy pathway. So what is it we choose to put our energies into in the here and now that will play out not just in our lifetimes, but in you know for the lifetimes of those who haven't even arrived yet? And that that is something that I think is truly great. Engaging on legacy issues in the here and now, rather than you know just write it on a piece of paper and ah it will come come into being when I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like what I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, I agree with you because you are living right now. You got to be concerned about your life right now. Life is for the living, right? So it's it's why you are still alive on this planet called Earth that houses. Okay, 
Um, you know, that we need to take care of it too, but, you know, just take care of ourselves, you know, to be able to take care of anything for that matter. But then, like I said, it's all, you know, back and forth, like for when it comes to like earth and us, like we part of it, we really truly part of it. So we not, you know, um, disconnected, we are completely connected. But what, when we think about ourselves, our, our, our presence in this lifetime, what can we do to make a difference? I, I mean, see, I have a ritual that I do every single morning for me that I just kind of bring me back to really thinking about my purpose every single day. So I was like, you know, say I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be given another day so I can make a difference or be in service of somehow, of doing something, you know, of, of service. The show started as a service, as giving back. Me doing the show four years ago when I started in 2011, that is, in March of 2011, I started this show. I didn't think I would be doing that because I'm very busy. I have a lot of, you know, my practice, my work, my, you know, my company that I run. And, uh, um, it, but then I felt like I needed, like you said, have a voice to share, you know, yeah. some information, some suggestions to help people, inspire them, you know, to make some positive changes in their life so they can live you know, the life that they feel they deserve to live. Mm. But our place is right now, our place, our action need to be done right now mm. in this moment. <laughs> and this is not about leaving it till tomorrow because tomorrow never really comes. That's true. That's yeah. true. Now, yeah. now it is. Well, my friend, the time runs so quickly. I want you, if you could, please, just give us like a little summary of what the book is really about and why would people get that book. I just want to mention the book is available on paper, uh, paper bag, um, everywhere books are sold, including Amazon and also e-books. So tell us why the book, why people should be reading that book. Well, you know, in a way, this is a book that um, will speak to those who are open to that. I can only put it this way: that calling, you know, it, 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 if you're up for the, day, the the game of dares, if you like, you know, then what I'm doing is I'm daring you to be great in your mm-hmm. lifetime. And it, I, I do warn you, it will change your life in so many ways. But what you will find is that it's so much more exciting, so much more nourishing, so much more challenging in a positive way. Uh, and so much more about aligning yourself with your actual purpose in this world. And that can only be a great thing. You know, why why settle for anything less? So what is your mission? Like what you really now, beside the, you know, of course, your, your, everything that you're putting out there, including your book and everything, but what is Polly's mission? What are you hoping to really do and accomplish? And how can we help you? For people who are listening and really wanted to take this to the next level and be, you know, a little bit more involved, but what is your mission? What I'm doing is I'm setting conscious intent to bring to an end the era of ecocide. And I'm using my unique skills as a lawyer to bring that into being. So the written law is just the physical manifestation of a conscious intent, if you like. We get to a certain point where we said, enough, no more to slavery. And so we outlawed it, we criminalized it. We did the same with genocide, also with apartheid. And now the same with 
uh, ecocide. And, and, you know, I think this happens once in a generation or so. We get to a point where something is really life-defining and has the opportunity to really turn everything around in a very big way and actually shift consciousness as well. And, and I do believe ecocide law has that capacity because we shift our normative away from it being completely normal to cause significant harm, to being the exception rather than the norm. So how can people engage? Well, you know, there are many different ways of engaging with this. I, the website eradicatingecocide.com has a, a wonderful page of suggestions of what you can do. But in truth, he, here's the way to engage with it. Tap into your innate self. And I talk about, you know, that innateness within us. Mm-hmm. That, I love know, really, that. Yes. Really, uh-huh. you know, tells us when you know something feels right because it, it creates you know a surge of positive energy within us. You know, tapping into our heart space and saying, "How can I best help take forward this law of ecocide in whatever way that is?" There are multitudes. You know, whether or not it's artistically, whether or not it's, it's through music, through um, the spoken word, through written words, to standing on platforms and speaking about it, to writing letters to heads of state to urge them to come on board with it. You know, there are so many different ways of engaging with this. And this is also about how we give permission to others to take action as well. You know, there is that thing of the first time you hear of something, you think, well, I don't know. And then the second time you think, oh, okay, I heard of that somewhere else. And then the third time, yeah, 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 I was always there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that Berlin Wall moment. Oh, yeah, it was always going to come down. We knew that, you know. And how we create safe space for each other to stand mm-hmm. up and speak out, actually, as well. Um, and we give each other permission each time each of us does that. So yeah. we, you know, that's important to we, you know, walk our talk on these things. If you oh, like. I love that. Yes, yes. Talk the talk and walk the walk, and you gotta do that <laughs> both. And you talked a little bit. I mean, I know we, you know, extended time a little bit. You talked about inner eco side, like eco side, you know, that we have yeah. within us. You said we all have, you know, inner. Yeah. Um, eco side that blocks our greatness. So if you really want to get on that greatness wagon. Start getting rid of those uh, the destructive, uh, the inner destructive that we too are like sabotaging ourselves and, yeah. and really not taking care of ourselves. You know, like I always say, you know, you are amazing, you are great, you're here for a reason. If anyone tells you otherwise, you know, you, they they are not someone that you want to listen to. You know, try to eliminate the negativity out there. Try to you know associate with with things that can only make you a better person and uh, you know there's always always room for improvement and make sure you check out Polly's book I dare you to be great because I can guarantee you it will change how you look at things and you will start really be a little bit more conscious and deliberate of your action of what you do and how you treat yourself and how you treat other and then therefore how you treat the whole you know so-called mother earth that we love so dearly. So let's keep it let's keep it around so we can stay around, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean like I always say, you know, I mean oh I wanted to talk to you about the open question key. That is so and that you know, that was like a sales one oh one for us. Like you would never <laughs> ask a question that is an open closed question because you guaranteed that you're never gonna get a 
you know, the answers that you're looking for. But what yeah. you talked about quickly about the open question key, he said, you said asking a question that you don't know the answer to opens yeah. up a wider spectrum. Open yeah. questions are not to not the kind of question that can be given a textbook answer. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, which is true, right? So always ask, always ask an open question. Yeah. Yeah, and this is important because when we ask ourselves the big questions, that's us setting out on the quest, if you like, on our lives. You know, mm -hmm. us as the questers have to ask the questions that we don't know the answer to. And of course, you know, Western civilization closes down that capacity because we only celebrate the known answers. We we give great grades at school for those who can answer all the answers. But what about celebrating the questions that we don't know the answers to? They're the important ones. They're the ones that change the world. Because they go deeper. Because the more, and I, like as I said, that's my philosophy, my practice when I work, you know, um, it's through questions. And I yeah. always say the more, uh, the, the, the deeper the question, the more open the question is, the more, you, you know, uh, thought-provoking it is, the more it makes you think, and the more it makes you go deeper and deeper to you actually Get in touch with the true answer is because you will find the answer. I mean, we yeah. think we don't know the answers, but they will show themselves to you if you keep asking those open questions. Yeah, yeah. No, right. I so agree. I so agree. Well, yeah, I, I hope you guys enjoyed Polly as much as I did. I'm having a hard time letting you go here, um, <laughs> and I know what I promised you. I don't want to keep you longer. But if you guys love what you hear on the show, spread the love, share the show. We are we pride ourselves for reaching global listeners and many people who support our show. We love you guys. I really do appreciate each one of you guys. The show will be archived the minute we go off the air. It's available to, for you to listen to at the link that we shared with you. Um, it's also available in the podcast section of iTunes under Your Life Now radio show with Coach Ria and also the Stitcher app. We have, you can also go to yourlifenow.info and you'll be able to download, listen to the show, enjoy, you know, um, all the great stuff that uh, Polly had shared with us here today on the show. And I encourage you to get the book. And I also dare you to be great, along with Polly. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a great guest. I really enjoyed having you. Well, much love. So delighted. Uh, thank you. Much enjoyed, too. Okay, my friend. Take care. We'll talk you to you soon. Okay. Until next time. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Well, as you uh, um, heard, this concludes our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. You know, as I ask you, just a favor to spread the the love, spread the show, share it. You know, listen to the show again. Get some of that stuff that you know makes a lot of sense when you think about it. A lot of the things that Polly had mentioned on the air makes a lot of common sense. Really, is a simple common sense. It takes each one of us to. Start making a change within us to see the change in the world that we live in. I Dare You to Be Great, a book by Polly Higgins. What an amazing guest. What an inspiring human being. I hope you learned something from our today's show. She is our best of the best guest that we had in 2015. We have one more, part three, 
which will be before the end of the year, we'll have that special show for you guys. Remember, you can always contact me if I could be of service to you or to your business. And you can do that by either going to my website at www.yourlifenow.info. Again, that's yourlifenow.info. Or send me an email, please, no spam emails, at yourlifenow.llc at gmail.com. Remember to go to iTunes and subscribe to our podcast there. We love your support, guys. So until next time, stay amazing. Much love. You are amazing. All the best.